Hey, um, so my name is Noah McCormick. I'm the student pastor here at Central. Um, so I hang out with the teenagers mostly, and we um, have the, the awesome privilege of um, having me speak today. Uh, we, as in I'm trying to be part of the congregation as I'm speaking. Hey, um, so Clayton's on vacation. Hi, Clayton. Um, thanks for the job. Um, or letting me keep my job. I've been here longer than you, just a little bit. Um, but, um, but I'm so glad I get to finish, not finish out, I get to continue on with the Sermon on the Mount that we've been talking through. So I'm going to jump into it. Today we deal with things that all of us deal with, which makes it super easy to preach because all I have to do is be like, see, and then you're like, yeah, I'm convicted. And I'm like, that's right. So I don't have to do any of the work. God's word does its work today. And this is my first question for the majority of you guys who are listening is this. Do you guys have something that you like really truly love and you hold dear to your heart like a vacuum? <laughs> like a special vacuum you spent way too much money on or a car or maybe a pool or that inside, inside of your backyard that you would like dreamed about for years and years and years or maybe money is just that thing for you. Um, anybody? Okay, cool, yeah. What? Thanks, Caitlin. We practiced that. Um, we all have those things. We have those things, and they are going to fade away. Everything fades away. So like money, as soon as it hits my pocket, it starts to fade away because I've got bills to pay, and I've got things I want to buy, and I've got children that are like, I just want one of those character head juices, and I'm a sucker. Um, so there's, there's that. So, so money fades away. Time fades away. The things that we hold most dear fade away, including our cars that we buy, and they're so beautiful, and they've got that beautiful new car smell, and then that fades away. And also, our seats in our cars fade away, right? All of us, all men anyway, if you've got a big truck, you've got that one, like, piece of your seat that you like slide up and you slide down off of because you know you're like you know you got to have a big truck anyway um, but uh, so so those things fade away and as things fade away we get sad and they break our hearts including our hairline when it starts to fade away right um, not all of you guys but most of you guys yep we're doing it um, but we, 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 we see these things fade away inside of our lives, and today we get a scripture that, that deals with the things that are going to fade away. And it gives us great advice on what to do with these things that we hold so dear, but they are going to fade away. So let's jump into scripture. Matthew chapter 6, verses 19, starting there. It's going to be a long one, so bear with me, but you'll be awake because it's a cool one. Don't collect for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, and col but collect for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves don't break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. So if the light within you is darkness, how deep is that darkness? 
No one can be a slave to two masters, since either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot be slaves to both God and money. This is why I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat and what you will drink, or about your body and what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? Can any of you add a single cubit to his height by worrying? And why do you worry about clothes? Learn how the wildflowers of the field grow. They don't labor or spin thread, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was adorned, that's the hardest word in the entire world to say for me, adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more for you, you of little faith? Don't worry, saying, what will we eat, what will we drink, or what will we wear? For idolaters eagerly, eagerly seek all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided for you. Therefore, don't, be, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. What a mouthful of a passage. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this day. Please, Jesus, please help us. Help us as we navigate the scripture, as we lean into you and we're trying to figure out what we're supposed to do with this text. We always give you glory. We always give you praise forever and ever. Amen. All right. So because it's such a large chunk, we're going to break up into two sections and then talk about some stuff. First is this. That first section, that 19 through uh, 24, is all talking about trusting with your treasures. Check it out. It says, don't collect yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But collect for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor, moth nor rust destroys and where thieves don't break in and steal. See, that's like a gut punch to our trophy case, right? You and I have both been eagerly awaiting the day that someone gives us an, an accolade that will sustain us the rest of our lives. I know I am. I, I, as, as I, I, I really wasn't, I, I talk about wrestling all the time. I wasn't like top tier wrestler. I really wasn't. But there's this fourth grade medal that I have. Oh, Lord. I beat this guy. His name is Ashley. That was his actual name, and it was a guy. And I beat him by him falling and me falling on top of him, and then I spun around his back. Okay? The next match, the guy didn't show up because he looked at me, and he was terrified, right? And I totally won that match. And guess what? I won the tournament, guys. And that's one of my favorite, thank you, um, that's one of my favorite accolades, my favorite medals that I have. Why? Because 
It was my first one. It was so cool. But then when I found out that there were like these really tall trophies that they did in soccer and I was not a soccer player, I was like, I'll never gain those. And it gave me a weird perspective on trophies. One, not a lot of good trophies in wrestling. It was the only sport I was okay at. And then secondly, that there are people who are, who are working towards things that were much bigger than me and what I was working towards. I just wanted to beat people up. But we have grown from that, right? Who cares about little medals you get at the end of a tournament? Whether it's, it's participation or it's like those things really don't matter because if you melt them down, they're not actual gold. They're plastic and they're made in Tulsa. And literally, you can pay as much money as you want, and you can get it as big as you want. Honestly, you could. You could call them up today and be like, I want Noah on the top of a trophy. And they won't make you that, which is pretty cool. Anyway, uh, that's a side point. <laughs> but as we get older, there's, there's way different things that we have to deal with. Like, Cars that we really love, that we really want, jobs that we really want, a pile of money inside of our bank account that makes us feel really, really secure, spending that money on things, on fill in the blank, whatever you, you want to spend that money on. We have these things that are treasures inside of our life, and Jesus is saying, don't store those treasures up here. It's a gut punch to our trophy case. It's a gut punch to us because we want so badly for God to be like, there you go. You're supposed to get a golden crested belt buckle that says your name on it. Yeah. Or a tattoo. Oh my goodness. When I was 18, I was like, this is the thing that I've wanted for 900 years. And I was like, give me that tattoo. And I went to the tattoo parlor and I was like this. And the guy had me take off my shirt in front of my girlfriend. It was really awkward. Actually, it wasn't because like we swam together and stuff because we're heathens. Um, but but he started giving me this tattoo, and I was like, this is amazing! And I had this big cross on my back, and I'm like, I'm going to spend all day, every day, being like, I'm carrying my cross. And guess what happened? My title does not look the same. I'm 30. It's only a 12-year-old tattoo, and it's faded. It needs touched up. And I ain't letting something touch my back again, because that hurt. <laughs> now, I got another tattoo that hasn't faded yet, but it's going to fade. And it's of all of this like, like scenery and stuff like that, it's just going to look like a blob because tattoos fade. Why do they fade? Because the things on this earth are not supposed to last and they're never going to last us. So you know what? Jesus says you need to not put your treasures on a pedestal here on earth. Instead, Instead, stir up your, store up your treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy and thieves are not going to break in and steal. You will forever be afraid, if you have a nice car, to keep it out in a questionable parking lot. Because you're going to be like, someone's going to mess up my car. They're going to hit it or they're going to steal something from it. Or they're going to be like inside of the movies and they're going to be like three seconds in, they're going to hot, rod, hot wire it and drive off with it. We're afraid of these things. Those fears don't exist inside of heaven. Our treasures here on earth are, are like are these fleeting things that just are passing us by constantly. 
and they will never measure up to heaven. One of the coolest verses, I think, inside of this, this whole chapter is this. Chapter, or verse 22, says this. The eye is the lamp of the body. If the eye is, if your eye is good, and your, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. So if, so this is like a word thing. So if the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? And it took me a second to realize what it's saying. It's saying that like the eye, if it's good, your whole body is good. If your eye is bad, your whole body is bad. But when you store up treasures here on earth, you are saying that the bad is the good. So the things that you are seeking after are making your whole body unhealthy. It's you're presented to God and he sees your whole body and he sees that it's full of darkness. This unrepentant idol worship where we store our treasures here on earth. So when God looks at us, we may look neat, but God, he sees this light that's full of darkness. So how great is that darkness? Well, we all know that if a light is darkness, it's not light at all. So if we're Christians, if we're Christ followers, disciples of Christ, Christians, most of you guys maturing Christians inside of this room, if we were these maturing Christians that love Jesus so much, as people on the outside, they look at us on the inside and they say, wow, that guy's looking pretty good. We're faking him out. Because we've stored up all of our treasures on here on earth. And at the end of the day, if everything was taken away, we have nothing. We have no joy. We have no peace. We have no patience. We have no love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. All of those things. We have none of that. Because it's a facade. We're putting on this mask, and Clayton talked about the, the mask, I think it was last week or the week before. But we do, we put on, it was last week. Because we put on this mask and we say like, look how good I am at praying. Or like, look at me, I can give lots of money. And God God desires for us to give back. He desires a relationship with us. He desires for us to give up things, like through fasting. But he does not desire for us to put on a mask and be something that we're not. And again, a week later, we're talking about the same stuff. Because this isn't, this isn't easy. It isn't easy to say, you know what, I'm going to give up my treasures here on earth, the things that I put all of my stock in, including stocks sometimes, I'm going to glorify God. Now, are stocks good? Probably. It's probably what we should do. I think a 401k is something we have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> storing your money so you have money for a rainy day is good. Saving for your, for your kid's college is good. Like, like buying a new car because you probably needed it is good. These are good things. But I'm saying that Jesus is saying that there's a better way. 
to not focus so much on work, to not focus so much on pleasure, to not focus so much on fill in the blank, what you're dealing with, whatever your treasure is, that when I say storing up your treasures on, in heaven or on earth, yeah, instead of doing it in heaven, that you say, ooh, that kind of like that hurts my stomach because like, yeah, yeah, because the light in you is darkness because you're not prioritizing correctly. That's an ouch. That's like a, uh. So let's say this. We all decide right now because of the gut punch, because we believe in all of our hearts that, that Jesus is not trying to hurt us. He's trying to help us. When we come to that realization as a group and we say, okay, cool. Treasures, not on earth, but in heaven. God, you can have it. God, at that point, according to what Jesus is laying down here, is, it, it isn't in there. That there's this trust with your treasures, and then there's this next piece that Jesus talks about, which is trust with your peace. Because the problem that we all are going to run into when we trust with our treasures, we say, God, you can have it all. We're going to immediately get resentful about what we don't have. Right? Where we, where we free up space, where once um, like idols kind of inhabited, we then free up this the too much space and, and we, we, we have to bridge the space with something. And if we don't do it with God, if we, if we don't bridge the space with something wholesome or something that is of God, we will fill that space with resentment and hate. That's why you get these people who are like, I'm just telling you, I've been walking everywhere for 48 years and I've never had a car and every car that I see, I say, get away in Satan's name, you know, like or Jesus name because it's a Satan thing. Anyway, you get what I'm saying. They like elevate their goodness and then they become mask wearers like Clayton was talking about last week. Where they say, look how good I am because, because no, I don't have any money in the bank account. Because like, ah, I'm not going to be a worshiper of money. Uh, they, they read the verse that says, um, for 42 says, no one can be a slave of two masters since either he will hate one and love the other or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot be slaves to God and money. So they're like, okay, well, I can't have both. So like, I won't have any of one and you won't live and you're worthless to the church because all you have the energy to do is to sit around and cry. Because you have nothing. So this isn't a sermon about don't have anything. This is give God everything. It's settled, but it may save your life. Because your peace means way more to you, I promise you, than your treasures do. The thing that's a, that, that, that gets you up out of bed in the morning to let you say, all right, deep breath, let's start this day. The, the understanding that, okay, God's got this. I may not understand everything, but God has got this. Verse 25 through 26 says this. 
This is why I tell you, don't worry about your life. What you will eat, what you will drink, or your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? Well, you are. You're worth more than the birds. And what Jesus is making the illustration for is take a moment to just... And be thankful for what you have and believe that God is going to provide for you. We're going to do that. We're going to pray real quick. Because we, we need to take a moment and just say, God, we trust that you are going to provide for us. Let's pray. God, we come to you right now asking that you will help us just focus. We get so distracted by this world and we, we get stuck thinking about how things are going to come to pass and how you're going to work things out. But we don't know where all our provision is going to come from. But we know it's going to come from you. We know that you are going to give us what we need, our basic needs, God. We know that you care so deeply about us. God, when we are hungry for guidance, God, I pray that you will give like only you can give it to us. God, when we are thirsty for your word, when we're thirsty for, for, for knowledge, God, I pray that you will, will fill us up. God, when we're spiritually naked, God, I pray that you'll clothe us inside of your word. God, help us to consider the birds of the air, how they don't sow or reap or store in barns, God, yet you provide for them. God, help us to believe that we're more important than birds. Help us to stop comparing and being disappointed at our level of provision. And God, help us take our eyes off of our own needs and the stuff that, that fades away and fix our eyes on you who will never fade, who will always be here for us. God, thank you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for the clothes that we have on, the, the food that is in our bellies and going to be in our bellies in just a few minutes. God, we trust you, and we really do love you. We always give you glory. We always give you praise forever and ever. Amen. Do you guys feel a little bit better? You feel a little bit better when, when, we, when we acknowledge that God gave us everything, and he deserves everything. I, 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 I'm only saying all of this. I've read over this for a while. You guys may have never read this. Maybe you've heard so many sermons. Maybe this is exactly what you were reading this morning. Does not matter. The truth is staying the same. The more and more and more I read it is that God truly does love me. And there are some times inside of the Bible that I read and it's like condemnation. Like I'm like, oh, goodness. 
I really wish I could change this because that convicts me. Or I wish I could change this because it'd be a lot easier to tell people about God if God didn't stand for this. And sometimes I'm like, goodness, this is just so hard to swallow. And then other times, it's like a love letter to me. Where I'm like, goodness. I've seen a lot of really pretty birds, and God made those birds. Have you seen the birds that flip their their wings out like this? And they're like, watch National Geographic. I'm not going to do play-by-play. But amazing. And most of those things that he created for birds are super useful things. How you look at a bird and it flies into a tree and you're like, I can't tell where it went. That's on purpose. That's not by accident. God wasn't like, well, I guess I'll just make them the the color of bark. No. He was like, I don't want all of the birds to be eaten. So I'm going to slow it down. Some of them are going to be colored in bark or colored, colored like bark. Some of them are going to be vibrant colors for whatever reason. It's actually for mating rituals, which I'm not going to get into. Um, but it's quite fascinating. On another note, related to that one, I was thinking... He made me as beautiful as I needed to be to catch the eye of Caitlin that one time. Still the deal. Woo! That's what I'm talking about. But as I was thinking about this, I was like, goodness, like, like God loved the bird so much. And then going further, he continues talking about grass. He's like, grass is beautiful. Well, maybe not the grass, but the flowers. The flowers are vibrantly colored. And basically, what, what Jesus admits is that there's really not a whole lot that the beautiful flowers are worth. So for the birds, he was like, oh, I love the birds so much. I, God created the birds, and the, he provides for them and pro- provides a place for them to stay. And like, like, they're doing good. But basically, for the flowers, he was like, and even the things that I don't quite care all that much about. I made beautiful. So we are so much more important than birds. We're so much more beautiful than flowers. That's how much God loves us. This is a love letter to us of God encouraging us and being like, I know I told you, don't store up your treasures. You're going to be, you're going to be so tempted to do that. You're going to be tempted to to pull it all to your chest and say, this is all mine. But he says, give it to me. Store up your treasures in heaven. I'm going to give you better things to look forward to that you think that your 401k is going to be the best thing that ever happened to you, but just wait. Like heaven far exceeds that. So please put your trust inside of him. And then on top of that, give me your peace because otherwise you're going to pull your hair out. Don't be worried about things. Ah, it's going to come. The food, the water, the clothes, they're going to come. And I would extend that to a whole lot of other things. This is not prosperity gospel. This is truth. God wants to provide for you. He does. He loves you. 
If you've given your life to him, you're a child of his. And who wouldn't want good things for their children? Well, God's no different. God wants good things for you. He doesn't want you to be sad and anxious and worried about what's going to happen. God will take care of it. So this is what happens. We chase the wind. That's what this sermon is, is called, and we talked about it a few months ago, and I was like, oh, that's cool. And it got stuck inside of my head, and I was like, okay, everything that I write has to be around this chasing the wind. So I was like, that makes perfect sense. When we chase things, when we, when we go as fast as we can, what are we doing? We're going with the wind, baby. We're like, woo and we're going as fast as we can, and we're chasing that wind. But the wind will not lead us to anything, right? It's just like empty. It's like, like sad. It'll, it'll just like move on past us, okay? The wind does not need us to go along with it. And I was like, this is amazing until I realized that maybe, maybe we're not chasing the wind. Maybe we're going against the wind, against the current, The problem in our lives, sin, loneliness, sadness, depression, feeling unworthy, unloved, unseen by God, completely void of of anything that God could possibly give us. The, The reason why we have such a hard time letting go of our treasures is because we are not chasing the wind. We are following the rest of the world, which is going against the wind. If God's creating the wind, God gave us a way, much like the birds. What do the birds do? They don't go against the wind to get anywhere. They use the, they manipulate the, the where the wind is going to get where they're supposed to be. So when they spread their wings, they fly high in the sky. It's beautiful, wonderful. Great illustration, right? We are not doing that. We are going against the wind. Uphill. And the more we push into the wind, the stronger it's going to get. And the more we disagree with God about the treasures in our life and where they should be stored, we spit in the wind. Have you guys ever spat out of the window and it hit you right back in the face? If I'm the only person, please. I know I'm not the only person. Once upon a time, I spat out of a window and hit the girl behind me on a bus. That date was over. Let me just tell you. And let me just tell you that spitting in the wind is only going to leave you with a big loogie on your face. So don't spit in the wind. You've heard what is right. You've heard what God wants from each and every one of us. He wants us to store our treasures in heaven, not on earth. When we choose to do things our own way, we are spitting loogies in our own faces. 
But when we do what is right, we go with the wind. We soar as high as God will let us soar. We store up our treasures in heaven where moth and rust don't destroy, where thieves don't break in and steal. And if we're going a little bit deeper, that sounds pretty amazing. That we serve a God that wants to be with us. That even though we have made so many mistakes, that we're fallen people, and I'm not like harsh and like, oh, we should hate ourselves. We have done some bad things. Deliberately, deliberately disobeyed God. And he loves us. And he says, I want a relationship with you. So this is the bottom line. Things fade, but God is faithful. Things fade, God is faithful. What are you going to do with that information? As we're, as we're moving through the Bible, as we're moving through this, the Sermon on the Mount, with the words of Jesus summed up that things fade, God is faithful. How could we not choose to get right with God? How could we choose not to submit to him whatever he wants, open-handed living, saying, God, just you take it. Today, if you want to make a decision, I'm going to be back inside of the connection room. You need prayer. I'm going to be back inside of the connection room. Um, I know that not all of you like this because I don't like this. There's nothing more I want in my life than a Subaru. I have no idea why. I've never touched a Subaru. But they last for 500 years. But 500 years is nothing in regards to eternity. It pains me to speak the words that I've spoke because I love money. I, I, I want to provide for my family. There's a better way. It's a better way to save. It's a better way to get a Subaru. There's a better way to do a lot of things. And, and it, it all hinges on God is faithful and realizing that things are fading, always. Let's pray. God, I thank you for this time. I pray that, that you will continue to mold and shape us into being men and women after your own heart. God, I pray that you will, you will take these words, you will take the intention of your word, and you will make it something that only you can make it, God. That you will speak to us like only you can speak to us, God. God, I pray that, that you will give us avenues in which that we can freely, openly give all aspects of our lives to you, including accolades, treasures, money, hope, energy, all of it, God. We place it in your hands, God. And you say that when we give to you, you bless. So we shouldn't be afraid of what will come after we give it back to you, God, but 
we are. So we just right now, we just say help. Help us with this situation, God. And also all the other underlying situations that are going on in our lives, God. You know our hearts. Speak to our hearts. Comfort us like only you can comfort us. Because we trust you. We love you with all of our hearts. I always give you glory. We always give you praise. Forever and ever. Amen. Hey, they're just finishing up service in there. And I wanted to come out and tell you that we love you guys and we're praying for you. If you made a decision today, we would love to hear about it. So you can email us at prayer at cbcowasso.org. And we'd love to respond to you, pray with you, and just be in that communication because you just made a decision. That's awesome. We want to celebrate that. Um, remember as we go out into the world that we exist to live for Christ, love people, and make disciples. Have a good day.